Welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma. And this is our podcast about having sex and feeling good in your body and building relationships and um, not feeling silly when you're nude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might still feel a little silly. I won't lie. I feel very silly um, quite Mm -hmm. often. Uh, But it's about being okay with that. And Absolutely. moving on and getting your getting your O. Getting your big ol' O in spite of it all. <laughs> um, what's new and groovy with you, my friend? Anything fun and funky? Um, no, not in the darndest. <laughs> I'm just trying to be more productive and get myself together in all areas of my life. Just try and be more organized. I'm trying to here's the biggest update for me. Okay. I'm trying not to go on my phone in the morning. That's very hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I read somewhere, and by that I mean I watched a TikTok, um, that was talking about how when right when you wake up, that's like when you're most impressionable. Um, Mm. And I feel like it was giving me really bad anxiety throughout the day, especially when something like true crimey would come across my For You page. And that's how I would start it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to read first thing in the morning instead. And it felt like too big of a jump to go from my phone to a like hard copy book. So I go to my (laughs) Kindle and it works really well. Screen for screen. Yeah. It's just like an easier jump. So I really like it. It's been making me feel good. Um, Good. And that's how exciting I am. How are you? That's (laughs) beautiful. That's beautiful. Can I ask really quickly if you have started our most recent book from book club? I have not yet. So we're reading a book called Fruiting Bodies, a short story book because Emma and I really like creepy short stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I don't know. I haven't read it yet. (laughs) You know what's crazy? So I got mine in the mail today. Um, Shout out Amazon Prime (laughs) for that overnight (laughs) delivery. Um, And I was talking to someone at work about book club because I kind of want to start one at work. Mm -hmm. Again, we are just the most thrilling people you probably have ever met. Oh, um, <laughs> you're on the edge of orgasm right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could have a literary orgasm all the time. <laughs> all the time. Please, take me to a Barnes & Noble. Let me sniff the books. I'll be coming. <laughs> Mama's going to be wet. <laughs> Mama's going to be wet. Those are going to be some slick paperbacks. <laughs> Ew. So anyway... I was talking to my coworker about our book club mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, what are you reading now? And so I said Fruiting Bodies, which I had never heard of the book. It's not mm-hmm. like a, a book talk thing. She's like, oh, I have that on my nightstand right now. She's like, I'm currently reading it. And I'm like, oh, for some reason that feels so bizarre, but very cool. So yeah. that's fun. Um, so beyond that, what's new in my life? Let's see. I chatted with my grandma yesterday oh. and she asked me, she actually gave me very motivational uh, insight on my dating life. Okay. Because <laughs> you always get the question when you're single, like from your family members, like, oh, are you still dating? Are you still trying to date? Are you still looking for someone to date? Blah, 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 blah. And you think from your grandma, you're going to get it the hardest. Um, but she asked, she's like, oh, are you still dating? Are you still on the apps? And you now I had a big like, yeah, like I am, <laughs> but I'm just not super interested. And I was like, but no. it's not going well, Gam Gam. It's not going well. Um, and I was like, but I'll try again. She's like, you don't need to. She's like, there's no reason to be dating. Not everyone needs a man. And I was like, damn it. That is true. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. So shout out, Grandma, for that. Because when I do think about it right now, just today, no, I don't have any energy, but I still feel the guilt of like, I should be trying to date because I'm single. And that's Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing when you're single is putting effort into dating. But grandma, she said, hey, cut that out. There's other things you can do. Grandma said absolutely not, Uh, (laughs) which is a perfect segue into this month. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect segue. (laughs) Or just slightly the opposite. But we're talking about relationships this month. (laughs) Um, which is so fun. Uh huh. It actually is because relationships Mm -hmm. are my most favorite thing in the whole wide world. I love love and I love who I love more than love is Victoria Albina, who we have on the podcast today. 
Um, and this is all about relationship maintenance. So what, how are we taking care of our relationships? What are we nurturing? How are we like giving room for our feelings, giving space for our partners to be who they are, um, while things feel sticky or you're growing yourself. Yeah, because as much as we love relationships, relationships mm-hmm. can be difficult because it's yeah. two the or more people two coming more together. People. Yeah. Um, and that can be hard to navigate in any situation. My mm-hmm. favorite part of this episode is the concept of um, assuming positive intent. Mm-hmm. That is something that I struggle with in all areas of my life, not just with yeah. my partner. Um, mm-hmm. It's very hard to assume positive intent in this world. Um it's so much easier to assume that everyone hates me um, because then I can just deal with that and, Mm -hmm. you know, spiral and come up with a plan to solve it and make everyone fall back in love with me. Um, Has that gone well for me? No. No, and I'm tired. I'm so (laughs) tired. I'm so, so, so tired. So tired. Um, But, you know, uh, Victoria has a way with words, a way of making us feel just a little bit better in this big, scary world. Mm -hmm. And you're going to love it, as you always do. As you always do. We'll see you on the other side of this kitten caboodle. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Toodaloo, kitten. (laughs) Goodbye. You're a dual. Uh, Hello. (laughs) This is my podcast voice. Uh, This is my my ASMR pleasuring voice. Um, I actually have thought if everything else fails, I could just do ASMR. You could, yeah. Pay the pay the bills. You do. You have a very Uh, calming voice that would soothe you. you. Oh, don't don't stop teasing me. Thanks. I shan't. (laughs) No, if you've withdrawn consult, I immediately will. <clears throat> Hello, my name. I, it's hard to not say my name is Indigo Montoya, and I, <laughs> right? Every time yeah. I say my name is, uh, I'm Captain ADHD. Welcome to the party. Um, my name. My name is Maria Victoria Albina. I am a functional medicine nurse practitioner, a master certified life coach, somatic experiencing practitioner. Uh, What else do I do? Uh, Host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast. And my passion is helping humans socialize as women to overcome codependent, perfectionist, and people-pleasing thinking um, by returning to deep somatic embodiment and connection with themselves where we can source true safety instead of looking to everyone else to provide it. Mm Because... That's not where we find it sustainably. <laughs> yeah, no. It's yeah, a no. bummer, right? I use mm-hmm. bummer tone because it's a bummer. <laughs> it I don't like others to do my emotional work for me, but mm-hmm. fuck, they can't. So yeah. there's that. And I have a book coming out March 2025. <laughs> so which fun. is wild because it's, gen- it's February 2024. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Exciting, and we are so happy to have you back on the podcast as our regular. Um, You have strengthened our emotional well-being in every way, shape, and form since the day we've met you. And this month, we're focusing on strengthening and improving and enjoying our relationships. And Mm. who better to turn to than you, our pillar of life itself. Um, (laughs) So if we could ask you the platform setting question, what does a healthy relish look like in a general sense to you? Ooh. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we do. We talk so much about red flags and like mm-hmm. what's wrong. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. So what are we, what are we aiming for? Yeah. Obviously, it's going to look different for everyone. In right. my world, in my life, in my household, it looks like interdependence which is when each person in the relationship and I, because I'm speaking about, I'm going to talk about a, a, a dichotomy, like two people, but it, this is honey, do me. We honor all mm-hmm. poly families, all multifamily. Like you do as many people as you want to consensually, like you doing you, but mm-hmm. for ease of conversation, I'm going to talk about two, <laughs> just, you know, Perfect. it's not, it's going to get, it's going to get wordy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've already met. So <laughs> two or more people who are truly standing in their embodied autonomy. And and I'm just going to say the jargony words and then we'll break it down. Mm-hmm. Truly standing in their, auto- their autonomy, right? I am an autonomous human who can take care of me. And I trust that you are an autonomous person who can take care of you. And from that self-trust and trust of other, 
right? They don't need me to do their emotional work, their financial work, their uh, any, right? They don't need me to do it for them, but they want me to do it with them. And that's the shift, right? So in in interdependence, the goals are autonomy, mutuality, reciprocity, right? So it's meeting each other, each as we're able, each as we need. I almost quoted Marx. <clears throat> well, we can just move on, but like... To just right, be able to about... say that, though, I almost quoted Marx. It's like, God, I wish I was I mean... that cool. I... I mean, I went to Oberlin in the 90s. It's mandatory. It's... They don't let you graduate if you can't be pretentious in like three different... Marx, Foucault, and Pick. Go for it. Susie, maybe. Um, uh, Duchamp. But um, anyway... Yeah. So we're each standing in, I know that I can, if I got a problem, yo, I'll solve it to also do the <laughs> other side of Thank my you. quotability. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and when stuff's hard, I can turn to my, okay. I called, this isn't a romantic relationship, but one of my best friends, Alessandra, what's up, Ale? Mm-hmm. I called her this morning and I said, Hey girl, how's it going? She goes, good, good, good. And I said, your voice sounds a little distracted. Is that because it's admin Monday? She's like, yeah, girl, I was about to call my girls, my, my daughter's school. And I was like, okay, um, I, it sounds like you might need to let me go. And she was like, yeah, I do. And right, nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm. Nobody got defensive. Nobody had a problem. It was just she had a need to take care of a thing. And I sensed it without making it about me. So that's when we step into codependency. Oh, you can't talk to me. Oh, you don't love me. Oh, did I hurt your feelings? Oh, did I mess up? Oh, is this about me? And that's from that lack of embodied autonomy, right? So let me back this up. I feel like I'm going in 50 directions, but you know, I always bring it back, right? We always bring it back. We always bring it back. So in codependent thinking, we don't believe in our worth. That's the inherent core issue of it, right? We, we look to everyone and everything outside of us to evidence, prove, validate our worth, our value as humans, our significance, our belonging. And what that boils down to is safety. So a healthy relationship is one where mutual safety is the most important goal. Mm. Our... Inter- interdependence episode that we did uh months ago i don't know that hit me straight to the heart oof, so oof. i'm so happy that we're wrapping it back around again yeah in this episode yeah. because it is so profound to think about was yeah. like what we were saying in the beginning it's like it's so much easier though to outsource <laughs> all of your Come emotions and your safety of course Um, Until it's not. Until it's not. Right. Right. Until that person isn't there. Mm -hmm. Because they went to see their grandmother. Because they Mm -hmm. have gas. Because they're sad (laughs) themselves. Right. Because they just got fired or hired or had a baby or, you know what I mean? Like, until they're not there, sure, it's way easier. And then it's catastrophic to your sense of self and safety right? Until there's a breakup, until they die. Like, so yes, we, it behooves us to build safe, beloved community, right? Where we're leaning not just on one person, but from knowing we've got our own back, we're, we're building a community, a collective of people to support us in this practice of living. Mm-hmm. Right. A friend posted something the other day about how he, this concept of everyone in their own individual house cooking dinner is like since World War II. Right. This like domestic goddess making dinner every single night, having made breakfast and lunch is a completely new concept. Right. We always had inns. We always had. I mean, think of Downton Abbey. Right? They've got like a staff of 40 cooking dinner. (laughs) Right? And none of those people who work in the scullery are actually cooking their own dinner. They eat on the the ground's kitchens. Where I'm going is this. We're not meant to be doing this shit alone. Mm -hmm. We're not meant to be two partners with two kids and a picket fence and a a well-behaved dog each alone. We're meant to be in collective and community. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's yeah. a healthy relationship? It's one held in beloved community, mm-hmm. in a village, 
That's so interesting to think about because obviously our society is now set up in a way that it makes it very easy to just kind of right. go off in your twosome with and then right. build from there. Um, right. But something my partner and I have been talking about, an area that we didn't really realize we were emotionally outsourcing to each other was joy um and just how much like it's it's great like you know so much of our joy is connected with each other but when we asked each other because we were just listening to something random that talked about it like (laughs) where what do you do to bring joy to yourself that has nothing to do with your partner and I realized I couldn't really come up with anything. Like, I don't have any, like, a hobby that I just do, like, that isn't somehow connected to work. Like, I have things that make me happy, but I don't have this, like, thing that brings me joy that is completely disconnected from that one person. Everything is, like, goes straight back And it's just, then it does make it really scary. If so much is dependent on that person, when they can't be there, does that mean that my access to joy is just completely gone? My access to emotional support is just completely gone? Right. Um, And so it is difficult. Right. And I, I would think that would only be problematic if it is accompanied by the belief that it would be gone without him. Mm hmm I'll say, like, if you're most, my wife, Billy, is most of my joy. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I love that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's amazing. That's incredible. That's wonderful. And I know I could do it without her. Mm -hmm. So that's the shift, right? I think it's okay for, for most, a lot of your emotional eggs to be in a beautiful, beautiful basket. Right? Where you're met with love and care and kindness and generosity and God, it's great. As long as in your heart, in your mind, in your nervous system is a true, solid belief, I got this without you. Mm-hmm. Not in the avoid and attachment way where you can just disconnect and write someone off. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's, I mean, I'm not going to bring in like the word bullshit, the problematic, challenging word toxic and cancel culture, but I think we can stray into like writing people off. Like, oh, here's where I'm going. When a lot of people come, when many of my clients, when they come to me to start working on their codependent thinking, they've come to understand the opposite of codependent is independent. Mm. And that's what I'm calling BS on. That's what my whole book is calling Mm -hmm. BS on. It's interdependent. Mm -hmm. So I just want to just make that point here of saying like, it's wonderful that our partners are the things that light us up the most and bring us the most joy. Like that's gorgeous and glorious and amazing. And what a gift to the universe. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to know that we can build that joy without them, even if we're not doing it right now, without saying, I don't need you. Mm -hmm. Cause does, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Am I 100%? Yeah. Yeah. I love just that tiny flip because I love that with you, it's never like you're wrong you're broken. You need to be fixed. It's never that. It's I'm nope. never the issue. And I you're love never that. the issue. Cassie, one hundred percent perfect. Never the issue. Studies show never the issue. Thank you. Never. never. I just see Emma. You need to say that to me more. And never everything would be fine. You're never the issue. Repeat. Make you need to do is make that your ringtone. You ready? Record now. Never your issue. You're never the issue. You're never the issue. Everybody, ringtone. Done. 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 My alarm. Done and dusted. Move on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Good morning. You're perfect. I love you. Everything you do is magnificent. Get up. Get your ass up now. Get your ass up. Come on. Let's have a fabulous day. Let's do it. But if it's a shitty day, feel those feelings, please. Release them. Process them through your body somatically, and then let's move on. All right? I'll clip this whole yeah. part and then okay, just put it out yeah, there please. for the universe. As, like a, as bonus content, I yeah, think it's going to be great bonus content. People mm-hmm. are going to love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, great. When I also think of becoming a little bit more interdependent um, mm-hmm. and less, uh, I guess, attached, like when you were saying you were on the phone with your friend and she needed to go and had her own yeah. responsibilities, Yeah. there's only so much time for you to ask like questions. I don't know. So it's hard for me to frame this question, but I am someone that needs to ask so many questions to feel safe and make sure that this isn't about me. 
And mm. so in becoming interdependent within your relationship, does that mean mm -hmm. you have to then be okay with asking less questions in the moment? I don't know if that. Yeah. Okay. Couple sense. things here. Okay. Cu couple thoughts. All right. Uh, and also you're perfect and everything uh, you say makes sense. Thanks. Um, I was okay, waiting for so, this to turn to me. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I got gems. So, okay. A couple things. Uh, is it about asking fewer questions? Not necessarily. I think it's about getting really curious about why you're asking the questions and who you're putting the onus on mm. to make you feel safer. Osea, I deeply believe that you, Emma, can do the somatic work and shift your thinking so that you can feel safer within. So you can either ask the questions of yourself like, mm -hmm. did I do just do something wrong? No, I called my homegirl at 9 a.m. on a Monday. That's not like a bad thing to do. Did she consent? Well, she did. She answered the phone. She didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Did she say I did anything wrong? No, she said, girl, I'm about to call my kid's school. Let me call you back. Mm -hmm. When I look at the evidence base in front of me, do I see me having made a mistake? No. How... <clears throat> How old is the part of me that's worried right now? Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off so mm. emma if you'd be so if you're available for that mm. level of vulnerability how old is the sweet baby emma baby i'd say baby. yeah yeah i think yeah. that that part of me that um thinks if i did something wrong yeah she's she tiny and she comes tiny. out a lot and that's when yeah. all of the questions start yeah either externally yeah. or internally I like I yeah. both run through what you just did but usually yeah. I'm like yeah man I could have waited <laughs> or I could have done this or I could have just thought ahead and assumed they'd be busy and then also another part of me is to keep asking questions and keep the other person engaged enough to get external confirmation that they're not mad and it's not about me okay okay so can we come right back to the baby in a second? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So one of the things that makes my relationship the healthiest I've ever been in and that I know my wife's ever been in is the level of emotional generosity we have with each other, right? Mm -hmm. So we always presume good intent. Always. Always. 100,000%. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So literally, she forgets to take the laundry out of the washer you cute silly goose. What what else were you thinking about? Oh, you were thinking about if the dog needs a new coat. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Adorable. Right? <laughs> right? And mm -hmm. and he does because he's a chihuahua bastard and it's very <laughs> cold out. Um, and like we just always assume good intent mm. and always make our first response what I just said to the two of yous. Right? So I would say to her, you're perfect and I love you. And we'd lock eyes and connect. So our inner children can, <sighs> I'm not being abandoned. Mm -hmm. I'm not being rejected. 
and then silly goose you didn't stop by the pharmacy on the way home so it's always like you sweet silly goose <laughs> right it's always like how can i choose that kindness that lovingness that positive positive regard and good intention right because I know, and, and caveat, if you're in an abusive situation, if you're in a situation where someone's not treating you well, you're with someone with narcissistic tendency, there's a thousand relationships where this is not applicable. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about the healthiest relationships and building towards that, right? Mm -hmm. Herein, of course she meant to. Of course she wanted to, right? And... I don't need to kick someone who I know is going to kick themselves, right? When I say, baby, you forgot too, she's like, oh, man, right? And she's going to feel lousy, which I don't want the person I love the most on the planet to feel lousy. Mm -hmm. Why would I add to that? So that's interpersonal, and we can make that with ourselves, mm. right? So taking a, a, a vow of positive self-regard and like... When you listen to feminist wellness, the mo I get a lot of hate mail from people who think I am too tender. It's amazing. But I really get emails that are like, I love the content of your show. I love the science. I love how you quote research. But man, calling us tender ravioli and sweet little squash blossoms, like, come on. Oh, my. That's and my saving it, grace. That's the only <laughs> way I can hear research mm -hmm. is if it is bookended. <laughs> thank you. With Tenderone. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and, and what it is steps. is a nervous system. Thank you. Always kitten steps. There's no <laughs> other way. But <laughs> what it is is like sweet. And I have so much empathy and love and care for those folks because what it teaches me is that sometime in their life, tenderness was weaponized. Mm. Tenderness, right? Like, mm we had to change the treats we give the dog when we give him a bath because he would see the cheese curds come out and he'd go under the couch. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Tenderoni was used as like a carrot and a stick. Right? Or you just couldn't trust the people who were meant to be soft with you, like parents. Right? Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, but that was a digression. We knew we'd have them. <laughs> so, back to the point. The point is... Making a vow of positive intent and positive um, regard mm -hmm. with self. Mm -hmm. So like Emma, Emma, right? Like promising yourself, today I'm going to be tenderoni with me. Mm -hmm. Today I'm going to assume that I have the best intentions. Today I'm going to always choose the kindest word I can with me. And if you're going to forget what those words are, when, when your nervous system gets dysregulated, write them down, mm. have them on your phone, have them on a, a post-it, like have them available because it's normal and natural. When we get dysregulated, all our smarts go out the window, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because science, because like science. that's just, just science. <laughs> and so have a little card that says self meanie pants or whatever. <laughs> That just reminds you to pause and remember you're a teddy bear, just dressed in human clothing. The both of you are. <laughs> I love that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> That's very helpful. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. So can we talk to that little baby or not on the air? Um, we can we can we can uh do it later. <laughs> That's great. So this is another part of healthy relating is mm -hmm. consent. Right. Right. So not emotionally dumping on someone, not mm -hmm. presuming someone's availability, not just not presuming, like mm -hmm. no matter how many decades you've been with someone, like, right. right. Checking in. My love, I had a challenging day. Do you have space to hear about it? And so what that does is cuts out a lot of the, of the anxious attachment bullshit in the middle. Right. And a lot of the, the codependent thinking bullshit, because when we check in and we get consent, first of all, it's just a feminist choice to be to just honor the other human and their autonomy. But it also helps protect our hearts, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when I said to Ale this morning, like, girl, you have time to really be checking in right now. And she was like, no, nah, girl, I don't. I was like, OK. Mm -hmm. Right. So instead of my being like, hey, so. Brrr, 
And then my energetically feeling her pulling away and then her being like, oh, cool. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I just, I, but mm-hmm. consent, yeah. right? So I talk about how consent and boundaries are resentment prevention. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 There's mm-hmm. some maintenance words for it. There's, There's some let, maintenance let's words. Let's get to it because studies yeah. show that's the theme of this this podcast right here. <laughs> uh-huh. Maintenance. Studies show. Studies Dang. show. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Consent and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Are you available to? I'm not available to. Easy. So what that pairs down to is like easy on paper and so freaking hard when you're living in emotional outsourcing, which is honesty, Mm -hmm. right? So the the core of emotional outsourcing, which I'll define that, it's a term I came up with for codependent perfectionist and people-pleasing thinking because it's all the same thing under three different masks Mm -hmm. um, or usually one mask. Um, And it's not a label. It's not a disease. It's not a dysfunction. it's, It's survival skills. And at the core of that, again, like we've been talking about, we don't believe in our significance, our belonging, our value, our worth, our safety. And so we lie. We lie to keep people engaged. We lie so they won't leave us. We lie so they won't reject or abandon us, right? We lie so they'll like us more. And it's the little lies, right? It's it's the, the insidious, do you want to go to the movie? Do you want to watch this movie? How many women have watched garbage movies that their dude wants them to watch just to like be easy I just want to be easy or like gone to some dumb sports bar to watch a stupid sport they're not interested in like not the WNBA because like I'll go for that you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and it's that little honesty that keeps us out of presence because when you're being dishonest, consciously or subconsciously, you're, you're dysregulated in your nervous system, right? Because you're not, you can't actually rest in true presence. Um, I mean, we're putting pathologies aside here, right? As usual. So I'm sure sociopaths are super chill while they're lying, right? But, <laughs> but not, not our target audience. Um, yeah, no disrespect to the sociopaths in the audience. <laughs> in the audience. Uh, right, but... Um, But yeah, so coming back to honesty, that is the most important relationship maintenance. And if you truly believe you cannot be honest in your relationship, I want to invite you to take a really good look at you, your partner, and your partnership. Like, what are you bringing to the partnership? How are you being met? And to ask yourself the potentially really painful, challenging questions of like, is this working? Is this right for me? Is this okay Right? Is this something I want to tolerate? I'm thinking about what you just said in relation to what you said earlier of, you know, the difference between I get all of my joy from my partner and I could never do it on my own and I can also get that on my own if something were to happen. And I'm wondering in terms of maintenance, if you are stuck in the like, I can't do it on my own. Is that a lot of pressure to be putting on a relationship? Like, will it eventually tumble? Like, if all of if you are at a place where you're like, all of my joy has to come from you, <laughs> and all of my reassurance has to come from you. Like, that sounds a um, lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that's the technical term. It's a lot. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it'll only not crumble if everybody is in their emotional outsourcing, mm-hmm. right? So, like, <clears throat> there are folks in codependent thinking who are the givers and the folks who are the takers, right? And when there's a giver-taker pair, it often can last for a while, but it really does tend to explode, Right. It, it tends to melt down because I think we can only give so much. Right. I know mm-hmm. the whole like empty cup metaphor is super trite and, and you know, played out. But like, I still love it. Um, you know, I also quoted Vanilla Ice. So, <laughs> so let's, let's just remember who place. we're talking to. <laughs> I think that's like definitely on the same vibe. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I think it's, you can only pour from an empty cup for so long. You know what I mean? 
Whereas when you fill your own cup with joy, with enjoyment, with hobbies, with joining some stupid pickleball team, right? Like with joining some stupid book club with like, I don't know, bird watching, like, and fill your own cup. You also bring the gift of that joy into your relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're not only preventing resentment and, and burnout, but you're bringing in joy, which is like, how beautiful is that? Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I am jumping to a slightly different topic that you mentioned earlier with you and your partner, how you talk mm. about when something comes up, you always assume goodwill and you, even if something was an issue or like forgotten, it's goodwill. And yeah. I would love to know <clears throat> how you mastered that because <laughs> When I have been in relationships and something has come up, I'm not a monster, but I do feel like if I'm being misunderstood or something is forgotten for the nth time, I come into this conversation hot. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess I want to talk about setting up a framework for like starting a conversation with your partner without sounding like you're attacking or whining or you know, any of those tones that could like right. not be a good right. environment. So what I clear up first and foremost is mm -hmm. this. What am I making this occurrence mean about me? And once I'm clear on what I'm making it mean about me, mm -hmm. I'm generally realizing I'm making it mean I'm not being respected. I'm not of value. I, right, lack mm -hmm on my side, which mm -hmm. I now know is complete and other BS. So I then return to the belief. So this is a lot, <clears throat> it's interesting, we talk so much about somatics, right, when I'm on the show, mm -hmm. but today's really like a thought work, CBT, mm -hmm. DBT kind of playground of getting ahead of your own thoughts and choosing your thoughts ahead of time and on purpose and thoughtfully to create the lived experience you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I don't know how else to do it. So mm -hmm. it's really, yeah, it's just choosing those positive or even neutral thoughts. So mm -hmm. here, let's, let's go there. So I, I deeply believe in the power of getting neutral as the gift towards sort of, um, an emotional and intellectual freedom and liberation to, to choose your next thought. So I don't believe in gaslighting ourselves. And this can, this is the problem with CBT, right? <clears throat> it often ends up being like gaslighting ourselves. And I'm just going to think everything's perfect. Well, hi, Palestine and Israel, the Sudan, the Congo, the Uyghur, the, the US and 45, maybe becoming 47. I mean, global climate change. Every, it's not it's all not okay. okay. <laughs> right? Like I'm not wearing a wide brim hat and telling you everything's fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. That's not my spirituality and that's not my politics. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what I am here to say is I, I took myself, my brain just went boom, into another place. <laughs> I'm, I'm never out here for us to use CBT, DBT kind of thought work to gaslight ourselves, bullshit ourselves, lie to ourselves, but rather I'm out here for us to understand that we are working from heuristics, to understand that each of us particularly ages zero to seven, which is when our nervous system, it's getting its setting, its operating system. Side note of, for the woo, that's also when our chakras are getting their settings. Always just going <laughs> to always that gonna out woo there. In there. Mm -hmm. Just going to woo just a little bit. Just a <laughs> lot of science and a little woo. And a little woo. <laughs> a little woo, which, um, yeah, my favorite nephew had that wisp for a while, that W wisp, that WF wisp, and it's so freaking cute. <laughs> just want to eat his face. Oh, so cute. Oh, little woo. Little woo. Oh, my God. <laughs> little kids with wisps. Oh. <laughs> God, it's so tense. I want to eat the cheeks. But anyway, <laughs> where was I? So the woo, the chakras, the heuristics, right? Our brains have neural pathways, neural grooves that are the grooves they've always historically walked down, which are the coziest grooves, right? And so our brains are always going to go to there until we teach them not to. 
And for me, the teaching them not to, again, is not going to like positive th- vibes only because that's bullshit. All vibes. Bring them. Bring every one. <laughs> right? Bring them all. Let's roll around in them. Let's like investigate them. And if we don't want to investigate them, let's just be with them and hold their hand and love them up. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that starts with getting neutral. It starts with deciding I am not going to let the pre-programmed survival thoughts of my past dictate today. I'm not here for it. I'm not into it. I'm not available for it. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit pause and I'm going to get to neutral, not meaning don't have feelings, not meaning lie to myself, but just say like, if I could choose, which I can, how I want to think about this, what would I choose? And bring in some empowerment, bring in some agency, bring in choicefulness, which is the point of thought work and somatics in my world, is to reclaim choicefulness, right? Mm -hmm. And so that lets us have good intent. That lets us give folks the grace. It lets us do that for ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You look like you wanted to say something, Emma. No, that just, it, when you said, what is this saying about me? Like, what am I interpreting this says about me? That immediately clicked into place for me for where my tone comes from. Um, Regardless of if it's whiny or aggressive, (laughs) it like immediately adjusts it. So that it just really reframed it for me of how to approach things. So Right. And so for me, what that also helps me do is to see when, when someone is truly just like maybe going through a stressed out time and their adrenals are a little wonky and they're like actually forgetting things because they are a little dysregulated and they're out of their capacity. And I do want to give them the grace versus Mm -hmm. like, my ex-spouse who was a taker and was really very, very pleased to let me do absolutely everything and like told me point blank multiple times till I could hear it. That part's on me, right? Or, you know, my survival skills. They didn't have any interest in helping, right? Like they would say things like, oh, I'm not going to clean the kitchen, right? Or like, I won't do laundry. Like they would just point blank say no to being part of building a domestic life of doing supportive things for each other. They weren't interested in interdependence. They were interested in me being their mom, Mm. (laughs) right? And taking advantage of my own codependent thinking and desire to overfunction. Desire. No, that is the very much wrong word. Programmed survival skill of overgiving and overfunctioning, right? Mm -hmm. And taking care of. And so when we get to neutral and we ask, what am I making this mean about me? What is the pattern here? Is this a pattern? Right? What's going on for them? And then part of that getting to neutral is is pausing and actually looking at what the other person is saying. Right? So if Billy walked in today having not gone to the grocery store, right, for the thing we planned for dinner, and I said, baby, what happened? She'd probably say one of her colleagues died of COVID last week, right? And she's a director at work. So like, you know, I've really, I've been dealing with that all week. And the, you know, we had, they're like having the memorial service today at work. So am I going to get on her butt for like, you forgot to go get a chicken today? (laughs) No, for fuck's sake, right? I'm saying, oh, baby, of course, of course you forgot to go get the chicken. Of course you did, you sweet angel. And if it was a chronic pattern of saying, I'm going to do something and then being unreliable and having a flippant attitude about it, we're going to have a different talk. Mm -hmm. If it's weaponized incompetence. So I I have the luxury in this moment of of being a dyke, right? And like (laughs) being two humans socialized as women who also are both givers, right? So like we both historically have been the give till it bleeds. So together, we have this mutuality and reciprocity, right? right? So if I was with a cis dude who was conditioned as a cis dude and was weaponizing and, oh, but I don't load the dishwasher as well as you do, right? This would be really different. And there would be really different conversations about emotional labor, Mm -hmm. right? And so 
yeah, what am I making it mean about me? But also what's actually going on? Mm-hmm. Because I love that you're just letting me <laughs> ramble. <laughs> but because you hit the, so many things that like hot tornado. Yeah. But you hit it all. Yeah. We can have Thank questions you. about it, but yeah. you draw a linear line yeah. through like the actual thought process of a moment. So we just love to let you work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um <laughs> So the weaponizing confidence, emotional labor, right? Getting really honest with like, what is the pattern and what's actually happening? Mm-hmm. And so for me to be able to leave my last relationship um, was I spent a couple months literally writing down what they would say. Like I would say like, hey, I cleaned the whole, we lived in a fifth floor walk up in Brooklyn. I cleaned the whole apartment. I did the grocery shopping, which meant schlepping bags up five floors. I did the laundry, which was in the basement, which meant laundry up and down six flights. Um, and I cooked dinner. Could you please wash our two plates? And they would say, no, come on. You, you always nag me. I, you know, I did. I would write it down. Right. Because I was being made to feel insane, but I wasn't right. And I, and so that's that reality checking, right? So you reality checking yourself around like, wait, did I, does my friend hate me because she needs to call her kids school? Probably not. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think 99.99% of people would agree. And that last 0.101% is a total curmudgeon. (laughs) Um, Similarly, Right. Assuming good intent, assuming emotional generosity, but really getting clear on if it's something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if and if things need rebalancing and if they can't yeah. be rebalanced, do you want to stay? Because the thing from emotional outsourcing is that we tolerate bullshit often because we watched and this is going to be heteronormative, the cool, but we watch our moms tolerate a lot of bullshit at home. It might have been our dads, but come on, right? So we watched our moms tolerate being treated like garbage or working full time and running the whole house and the kids and the, and the, and the, and then dad brought a puppy for eighth, you know, eighth grade graduation that she also has to now feed and water and brush and wash and right? Everything. And so a lot of us subconsciously learn to tolerate a lot of crap. And so- Theme, healthy relationships, relationship maintenance, running regular checks, not from a like paranoid, is this toxic kind of energy, but in a like, let me run a check. The same same way we do around here, like in our monthly family meetings, we talk about like, baby, am I doing enough labor on the house? Oh, well, I also wondered if I was doing enough labor. And like, we check in, Right. So just running an internal check and running a check between the two of yous to see, or or the 27 of yous, but to see <laughs> if things are, are in fact balanced or not. When I'm thinking about assuming positive intent, and I'm really trying to think about like, I think that's something I really struggle with is assuming positive mm. intent in other people. Mm. And I think based on the survival skills I've had to learn, I think that's a very fair thing to learn totally. from people that I've had in and out of my life. Um, I, if I had assumed positive intent, I don't know where I'd be right now. Girl, please. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Can I throw a parade for you? <laughs> this is something Billy and I do all the please. time. <laughs> That's a great parade. <laughs> Thank you. She plays the actual trumpet. I play the mouth trumpet and mm. it's a really great confluence. You're wonderful. But like freaking parade for you for realizing that. Mm-hmm. Right. And giving yourself the grace. I, I gave my ex the grace for way too long and it kept me trapped in some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. So so just get we can get back on track. But I just needed to celebrate you, Cass. Thank you. Good job, you. OK. Thank you. Thank you. So you were recognizing some survival skills. Yes. That were I amazing. Think, yeah. Not assuming yeah. positive intent has kept me really Great safe. And now yeah. I think it is doing the opposite um, and maybe making my relationship not as safe as I as it is, like making me think yeah. my relationship isn't as totally. safe as it is. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would love to talk about like 
if you are somebody who's stuck in assuming, not assuming positive intent, how we can start to shift okay. towards positive intent. Great. So we start others. by um, kicking the word stuck out the window. Okay. If you tell the story you're stuck, what are you going to feel? Stuck. Stuck. Amen. Stuck. <laughs> so you're not going to feel stuck. Um I want everyone with a lisp to know we love you. We're not making fun of you. It is really with so much tenderoni. So much Because tenderoni. I was just with this little lisping child, and <laughs> I want to eat his entire face with cute aggression and love. Okay. But I can also just stop doing it in case I'm hurting anyone's feelings, which I would, like, crawl into a cave and die if I thought I hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> so um, how do you – right. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. It's impossible. You have neuroplasticity, right? You can literally change your brain, right? Parts of the brain that shrink in trauma can get bigger. What? That's amazing. That's incredible. So you were never stuck, right? We can, we can feel stuck and I want to honor that, but you never are. So starting there, um, and then I would start by asking myself, how is, um, how is this serving me? So how is it serving me? And just get crystal clear on that. You're, you're pretty clear, but for everyone else, mm -hmm. right? You're like, no, in past relation, no, it would have been terrible. But, but if you're out there and you're like, oh, what? Get clear on it. So, oh, right. When I was dating Dan, Right. If I had just assumed positive intent, then and, and do that so that you can give yourself a parade. Right. And I really like full on parade, full on celebration. Find a trusted, beloved friend that you can tell I'm doing this work. And I realized, right, that this is what's up and really celebrate it. Like take yourself out for dinner about it. Go to a movie about it, right? Like celebrate you for how that skill saved your life, your emotional wellness, your nervous system. <sighs> and then yourself, ask yourself why you would want to do it differently, right? Because motivation grows from knowing where we're headed, right? I'm not going to walk across the Sahara for fun. <laughs> but if I know that, that there's some place I want to get on the other side, okay, great, let's go, mm -hmm. Right? So understand how it'll change your life and how your life will be different. So let's, can we brainstorm for the folks listening who are like, well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. How is life different when you're emotionally generous? Calmer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think less defensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. More vulnerable in the really good way. Mm -hmm. right in the way that builds connection in the same def less defensive it's like less arguing in my mind that like mm -hmm. right. the argument I could be having if I said how I felt oh some more inner peace yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow yeah that's powerful mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean I'll I'll always lean on on my medical training less stress in our minds and our hearts is less stress in our nervous system which is less wear and tear on our bodies which improves our cardiovascular health lowers our blood pressure improves our insulin right and our, our metabolic health um, supports our immune systems right emotional generosity with ourselves and our partners is really 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 good for our health that's pretty cool do it so you don't get the fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the COVID. Yeah. One in 10 yeah. gets long COVID. So, mm -hmm. you know, help yeah. yourself that way too. Help yeah. Help yourself and your immune system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's there's a million ways. We could probably brainstorm for an hour. Right. So many. I got to just tell you, it feels really good, the emotional generosity. Right. Mm -hmm. It feels good for me. I know it feels good for Billy because we talk about it a lot, right? Like we talk about how safe this relationship is and how healing that is. And it's because we're really kind to each other, right? We're really honest. We're really direct, but we're really kind from that emotional generosity. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty rad. That's pretty yeah. rad. It's, it's super rad. 
it's amazing to be able to harness it and to receive it. And I think that is a big vision board goal of right in the next relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And starting with yourself, Emma, Emma. Yes. Oh, oh, you little (laughs) cute potato. You Uh, little cute potato. Yeah. 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 So that's where I would start with building that emotional generosity. And honestly, like focusing on just how much I think pleasure can be such a beautiful motivator. It's, it's, I will testify how much more pleasurable um, it is to, to really assume good intent. Right, to have someone sure. walk into the house and have made an oopsie and to, like, r- chase them around the house tickling them. Right? Mm-hmm. Just be like, you are a silly goose, and I'm going to goose you for being a goose. <laughs> and also say, like, damn, I'm wicked disappointed. What happened? Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. It creates more space for true honesty because true honesty right. thrives in safety. I'm not going to be safe with a saber-toothed tiger. The tiger's like, excuse me, are you tasty? No, no, I'm actually made of burnt rubber and I'm full of nails and I'm disgusting. I'm actually just garbage. You've heard of garbage garbage. humans? That's me, right? Like, I'm not going to be honest if I don't feel safe because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That's how brains is, right? And nervous systems is, Mm -hmm. is, is, is. Is is a good point, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, but what a skill to learn! What Mm -hmm. a skill to learn! Listen, I know, I know, and part of it, you know, sometimes is just a leap, Mm -hmm. and so that's where we can use thought work and somatics to back ourselves up to already have the plan of how we're going to support each other should our our leap be into cold water. Right. So if you take the leap and it turns out very I'm not going to call it poorly because I don't think we need to bring judges in here. If it turns out in a way that is different than how you thought and wished it would, mm-hmm. right? If the reception is not the warm one you wanted, what are you going to say to yourself? And write that down before you even start, right? Have that cue card ready because do not count on cognition when you are dysregulated. Do not count. We are, the three of us are wicked, wicked smack. I know you're on the West Coast. Hella smart. We are so wicked hella smart. Wicked hella smart. Right? Mm-hmm. Wicked hella smart, kid. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and I'm so dumb when I'm dysregulated because I'm supposed to be, as are the two of yous. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, you, your brain does not want you doing calculus when you're being chased by a bear. Right? No, my brain doesn't want me doing calculus ever. (laughs) To be Um, fair, ever, ever. (laughs) I sold my TI eighty five calculator. Let's be real, but you know, man, that was a stressful class. That was me back in nineteen ninety (laughs) six. What's up, old people? Um, This is so random. I was visiting a friend, and her daughter tried to like tell me, like school me about something in the 90s. And I just looked at this 19 year old and I was like, no, no, keep going. Keep telling me about how it was in the 90s. (laughs) Born in the the 90s. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas if she's 19 and it's 2024, no, baby. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) You you get to tell mama zero things about the 90s. But no, just do go on. Do go. um, Do go on. You would be 19. Remember knowing everything and being really insistent? Felt really good. Felt really good. Felt really safe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's confident. In ways, uh, it felt I was nice. So confident in my Dululu. 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 Uh, what a silly word that has probably been. We yeah. love Dululu. Yeah. I love Dululu. We do love Dululu. But man, it is such a process to, um, to, to build that emotional generosity, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's like every other muscle we flex. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. self kindness, generosity, honesty, truthfulness. Emma's flashing her different. biceps right now. Look at that, Emma! Oh, biceps. Oh. These sweaters are making them really bulky. Listen, that's all muscle. We know strong. it. If, 
Yep, we're gonna do a frame tank tops. That's our only <laughs> only outfit from <laughs> now on for the show. God, I YouTube's died. gonna love it. Yeah. YouTube's gonna love it. <laughs> no. No. Oh my no. god. Yeah, I so love- it's a practice. Be gentle with yourself. That's all I'm gonna say. Emma, my apologies. No, I, I was just you. gonna <laughs> say I love how many um you were saying it was a lot more like thought processes processes this episode. Um, and I really appreciate that direction with this because yeah. well, we need them both. Yeah. We mm-hmm. need them both. Um, yeah. and I like thinking about my thoughts. It helps me. <laughs> yeah. Metacognition is like the fact that we can do metacognition so is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's what make also what makes toddlers infuriating because they have no <laughs> capacity for me- for metacognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't truly fully regulate themselves. So that's a handful. So there's that. <laughs> there is that. But not the point. The point is we can. We can regulate ourselves. We can co-regulate with a beloved partner, with a safer partner, with beloved community, with our sweet and wonderful friends. We can build safety for and with our nervous systems that allows us to show up to life, to partnership, to healthy relationships the way we want to, right? The dreamboat way. The dreamboat way. The dreamboat. So you've just taken us on a journey today, as you always do. You've pleasured us. You've flipped our worlds upside down. You've done everything you promised you would do, and um, we appreciate it. Surely. So if you you. could just end on where our listeners can continue connecting with you, your work. We get about a thousand questions every time we have you on of where uh, our listeners can continue connecting with you. So please... we're going to ask you to do the heavy lifting right now and uh, tell them. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. We, um, I have the emotional generosity with you to say. That's cool with me. Um, so I have a special treat just for your listeners. If you go to Victoria Albina, that's A-L-B as in bunny, I-N-A, dot com uh, slash honeydew me, you can download a suite of meditations, nervous system orienting exercises, inner child meditation, so much good stuff. Emma and I are going to do that inner child one later today, (laughs) if you're game, because consent matters. But victoriaalbina.com slash honeydew me. You can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at victoriaalbina wellness. And my podcast is called Feminist Wellness, keeping it on trend here. And that's for free in all of the places. And my book is coming out March 2025. So we'll drop links to that and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. In six or eight months or something, but. Oh, yeah. Yay! Yay! I wished goodwill that you would return to the end of this episode (laughs) happy and smiling. Have that happen. Have that happen? Me? Me? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, you. you. Them. Oh, okay. Well, I'm here. I'm here. Um, <laughs> thank you, Victoria, for hanging out with us yet again today. Um, and thank you to our listeners for hanging out. I read a comment that gave light to my heart today. It was actually a review on Apple Podcasts, and it was from a while ago, but it was someone who said the real crew hangs out until the outros. So oh. shout out to our outro folk. Um, all five of us all five (laughs) of us you know what that's enough for a tea party and i love tea so fabulous tea party fabulous tea party so thank you for hanging out my friends um you can head on over to apple podcasts to rate review and subscribe to honey do me it means a lot to us you can leave us a written review could you could head on over to spotify um to rate us as well you can watch us on youtube if that feels like the right move for you um you can follow us on tiktok and instagram and uh we're relatively findable so yeah uh, do your dirtiest and (laughs) don't actually come kind Come kind. Come um, kind and not critical. I think that's another fun uh, sweatshirt or hat thing. Come kind. Come kind. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, also, I read another comment that said mm. she felt called out because I said Sarah to leave a review. Yeah. And she's like, and my name's Sarah. So I'm going to bring that back and right. say Caroline, Josephine, Kevin, and Clark. All of you have to go leave reviews. Thank you. I love uh, how the name Clark sounds. Clark. Clark. 
Uh, also, just since we're responding to things people have said, uh, if you were the person who reached out in our email to say that you were disappointed that we don't have some of the merch that ideas that oh. we've talked about, it's something we're working on. We are doing our absolute best. We had something. We were so close. We were inches away from a finish. <laughs> and it just <laughs> fell through. Um, and mm-hmm. we want to make really good merch for you guys. So, yeah. We Stay don't tuned. want it to, you know, rub off in the wash. Yeah. <laughs> we rub off other things, but not our sweatshirts. So Not our sweatshirts. It is definitely in the works. And every time we say we should make a shirt out of this, I promise you it is not in vain. We are trying. <laughs> we are writing it down and doing our best, yeah. uh, which is all <laughs> any of us can do. But we love you to pieces, mm-hmm. and we're excited to spend the rest of the month talking about relationships. We have some really fun stuff coming up, uh, starting a new relationship, how to fight. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. fun. Uh, we're going to talk about cheating. Just so many um, amazing, beautiful things. So. <laughs> <laughs> so stick around. It's juicy. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <gasps> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Bye. Okay. <laughs>